Hello everyone and welcome to A Sentient Future, where we live intentionally. This is episode 65 on The Big Picture. With the pause button no longer available on the Anchor app, please bear with me as I uh, sort out my ideas. So, today I launched on my Instagram, uh, today is March 15th, uh, 2018, a series of slides, uh, pictures that showed the visual of the big idea. So the big idea beyond the sentient worldview, which is really a method around which we can individually live according to what it is that we value, there is this idea of how it is that we're connected. And it really stems from this observation that I have grown to really appreciate in that things as we see them, uh, separate objects, entities, people, animals, trees, that kind of thing, they aren't really things, but rather processes. If we think about what we know about science, we know about um, you know the different materials that make up these things, uh, those are largely subsystems or molecules or atoms. And that really all of those, all of those different pieces or subsystems are connected to one another and they have you know subsystems within them, so on and so forth. So there's all these different scales and, at the end of the day, uh, we are all processes that are connected. Now, I guess the best way to think of this is if you've ever looked at a social network diagram, uh, a few of these exist now. I'd imagine most of the major social network platforms actually do this uh, analysis in-house to detect, right, obviously at scale, uh, how people are connected and help use that to uh, to inform their business. Um, but you know, you can think of, you know, social network, but you can also think of, you know, just physically how we're connected to other people and how uh, we take as inputs either to our body or to our mind, you know, ideas or energy or uh, food or um, force or heat or these types of things. Um, and how we interpret a lot of that and then respond to it, right? And that in, in and of itself is pretty similar to the, or it really is the sentient worldview. Now, the thing, though, is if we understand that we have inputs and we're making some decisions about those relative to what it is that we value and we have outputs, whether that's in more information, whether that's you know speech or action or heat or force or, you know, the, these types of things, then or emotions for that matter, right, then other people take those as inputs, right? Then in that becomes sort of the interaction. So when we talk about empathy, right, being, you know, understanding someone else's position or what their, their frame of mind is, or putting, putting ourselves in their shoes, I think there is kind of a structured way we can go about it, right? And that is through understanding that, you know, people are obviously people, right? And they have um, things that they value and a, and a unique perspective. And, um, you know, we can look at people the same way that we look at ourselves as processes, right? That that take inputs, that um, you know, interpret those relative to what it is that we value or relative to our previous experiences, and ultimately do something with them, right? In, in somewhat of a, a feedback loop type way. Uh, all that said, just as a quick aside, I, I do believe in free will. I'm not talking about determinism here. For any of you who are familiar with that um, that topic, but when we think about a structured view of empathy, it's, 
well, geez, what information am I giving this person? What are the, what information do they already have? What biases do they might currently have, uh, whether those are interests or previous experiences that uh, help them lean one direction or another? Um, what do they value? Uh, what are they likely to do as a result of my giving them this information or as a result of the information they already have? And we don't ever really have the full picture on someone else, but I think to the degree that we can um, you know, think about them internalizing some of the inputs and, and their context, you know, we are part of their context as much as they are a part of ours, then we almost get this checklist or we almost get this visual of a network, right, of how it is that they react and respond and what are the effects that that might have a knock-on effects let's say to people within their network whether they whether a certain bit of news puts them into a particular emotional state uh, so on and so forth so you know empathy in and of itself is this positive concept of just understanding other people um, but sometimes I don't think it's taught in a way that is actionable right um, well what things are are worth considering, right? Or should we consider when trying to put ourselves in other people's shoes? And uh, I, I think if we understand first the sentient worldview in terms of what types of information uh, could possibly be relevant to us, and that that is a somewhat exhaustive list, and only some of that might be relevant, that that same exhaustive list might apply to a, you know people in our lives or uh, or say animals in our lives, right? And different parts of that will be relevant to them, but that we can take that information or at least we can be more conscious of that which we understand they will be um, taking as an input or, or internalizing. Uh, I, I think that helps us predict people's behaviors a little bit more, right? And it's not just predicting people's behaviors because that somehow benefits us. That's not really the point. The point is to understand what it does for them, what their values, what their goals are, and what information can we give them that is going to help them, you know, towards their goals. And I think because of this realization that we are all uh, connected in as much as sort of a physical or physics sense as, as much as we are just the, uh, you know, the, the mental or arguably spirit, spiritual senses, um, I think it starts to describe, or I think it gives rise to the possibility that the benefits of empathy and of giving can be proven. That if we take some of the existing research fields, uh, such as network science, such as well, psychology, obviously, such as operations research, which is uh, you know largely... Um, you know, same thing as management science, it's understanding those processes. And we combine those and potentially some of the, the math behind it, if and where relevant. Um, and uh, we draw you know, sort of boundaries around things to the depth that we want to look at them in a, in a particular uh, setting, that we can start to show why the behaviors that we have come to believe are quote unquote good behaviors, that those really do yield 
um, maximum outcomes, right, for us and for other people. And there's this realization that the life isn't a zero-sum game. For people who are familiar with uh, game theory, uh, zero-sum games are like, you know, heads I win, tails you, um, I lose. And, uh, you know, one of us gets all of the, the winnings or whatever it is. Life doesn't really work like that. Life is more so uh, an opportunity to create shared value. And I, I think that, you know, and we've talked about this before, but in collaborating with other people and identifying shared goals and working uh, towards those shared goals with people uh, using our respective strengths, that we can achieve more together than we can apart. And oftentimes that means that there are, uh, you know, there's value created and we share that value, that it is not necessarily, um, you know, value that, that just exists that gets distributed, right? So I think there's a potential of combining these different fields of research and they're quantitative in nature because I think the qualitative ones are, are becoming progressively more culturally established, uh, just that, you know, empathy, mindfulness, gratitude, positivity, um, the ones that uh, people are, are really starting to understand are important. Um, I'm hoping to really drive the point home by showing some of the, like a structured approach to why why that works. And I'm hoping that with a bit of proof, right, in addition to the inherent or intuitive feeling that we might have that these are optimal behaviors, right, that we can really start to drive culture towards these kind behaviors, these, uh, you know, this, this understanding, the peace that comes with empathy, the peace that comes with, um, you know, with giving and alignment and seeking shared goals rather than focusing on our differences. Um, and that anything else, right, culturally, whether that's bullying or, um, uh, or any of the isms, right, uh, any sort of discrimination, right, that those aren't just wrong morally, right, um, in most of our uh, opinions, but they're actually unwise if someone happens to be um, you know, self-centered and, and that the best behavior for them, even if they're entirely uh, self-interested, right, is really to, to give to other people um, and to, to play nice and <laughs> all these things that we inherently believe to be true. But I'm hoping that that culturally we can move in that direction. And, you know, in doing that, of course, in being intentional with our time as individuals, working towards what we value and finding other people to share that with, um, you know, I think we can just accomplish far, far more as a society, that we can accomplish more in groups, that we can all belong to uh, this largest tribe as opposed to um, the individual ones, um, at least the largest one first and foremost. Right, identifying with certain people over others, I think that's fairly natural. But to not necessarily have, you know, bad blood or animosity towards uh, others, I think that that really can be achieved. Um, you know, just a recognition of differences and and uh, maybe fewer things to work on, but nevertheless a willingness to work on that with them. So, I think that's really the big idea. And I know I've taken a bit of a break here from Anchor because I was for a few reasons, I felt like if I didn't have the pause button that I wouldn't be able to put together a coherent message. And I think, I think I need to stop doing that. I think I need to continue using Anchor and potentially other platforms socially and really just tell you what's up with, with me. But 
I've spent the last week, week and a half, really thinking about these ideas and developing these visuals. And as I mentioned, um, you know, today, March 15th, 2018, I posted um, a series of photos uh, on my Instagram and, and stories for that matter that really show this concept and show the big picture. And I hope that you'll take the time to, to visit my page, um, Sentient Future, and you know, please comment. I mean, the great, the more that these ideas can reach others, I think the more good they can do. And uh, that's really what I'm all about: is is trying to help you and others live intentionally. That is according to your values. I don't have any interest in um, having you share my values. That's not uh, that's not where I'm at. Um, you know, whatever is right for you is right for you. But I really want to see you work towards it, and uh, will encourage you to do that, even if it's something I don't particularly agree with um you know i want to help so you know with that said i just i'd really appreciate your support and um if you have any comments or or if you have any feedback i'd obviously love to hear about it so thank you very much for your time and and your attention and this big idea as it were i think people have talked about it before but i think there's a difference between that and how far it can really be taken given this structure and given that the application of some of the existing um, you know, technologies and, and, and research. So I, I look forward to sharing that with you as I develop it. But um, yeah, just thank you very much. Take care.